Anchor.fm, what is up? It is Thursday, March 24th at 8.38 p.m. And I still have not gotten used to this time change. And I just finished talking to my wife about how weird this time change is going to be after they pass a law on it or something for next year to make it permanent and have like this time change in the winter. It's going to be insane. I don't know. Still haven't gotten used to it. But do I have a podcast for you? was able to sit down with my good friend, uh, Brittany, who is phenomenal, the most talkative person that I know on the face of this planet, and we get into it. We start off with talking about some yoga and how it's impacted her life and how she utilizes all the different parts of it in her life, and then we really get into the meat and potatoes, and we completely talk and tear apart relationships, including online dating. So whatever you're doing, you need to save this, save it for later. I hope you have a good drive to your work, to work, wherever it is that you're going. And uh, when you sit back and relax and listen to this podcast, grab your favorite beverage and enjoy. Thanks, guys. Anchor.fm. I hope you can really hear me because right now I am inside a Starbucks. <laughs> and you're already hearing the laughing. Um, I'm inside a Starbucks this time. Last time I was outside, this time I'm inside. So I really hope that you could hear me because we have an absolute treat today because we're going to be talking about relationships. And <laughs> my longtime friend, Brittany, oh my goodness. <laughs> who, <laughs> who has been dying to, to wanting to do a, a podcast, um, is here and we're going to be talking about relationships and if there's anybody that i know that is going to be really good about talking about the intricacies (laughs) of relationships and dare i say online dating oh my goodness (laughs) i called her out on it because she she likes posting them spicy uh screenshots on on uh on instagram i do um, we're gonna get we're gonna get into it. She wanted me to say that we're gonna get into it. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get real deep into this. We're, we're gonna get into it. But on, on top of that, guys, she is also like I said, longtime friend. We went to high school together. Um, I mean, we we were kind of friends in high school. Yeah. I, I, we, we shared a couple mm-hmm. moments, like we would go out and get food every once in a while because yeah. I was in band as a you, flag team, yeah. and and then you were in flags and all that other all that other jazz. Um, but then everything changed. We, we quote unquote grew up. We, we, we've lived a couple lives already. Both of us, we've lived a few lives and now, uh, we're back again. We're back again. We're here. You know, (laughs) everything comes full circle at some point. Right. Um, she is heavily into yoga. So we'll, we'll touch on that. She's doing the whole yoga thing. She's going to be a yogi and all this other stuff <laughs> she's gonna teach me one day how to like levitate off the floor with all of that stuff i mean when i get to that level <laughs> right for sure oh yeah <laughs> and um she's on her way to do her she has a master's yeah. well we're finishing this summer finishing the master's yep. and in... straight into phd so what was your master's in kinesiology okay kinesiology and now your doctorate is going to be in what interdisciplinary of health sciences so it's a big umbrella, but uh-huh. the focus will be in biomechanics. 
biomechanics. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm over here with a master's in mental health. It's like, man, what the heck's going on? And then we had just said earlier, previous to starting, like everyone that I know is going and getting their doctorate. And I'm over here with a master's, <laughs> like a plebe. <laughs> freaking noob like okay isaac you and your your little master's degree walking around strutting your stuff being a teacher and everyone's getting their doctorates and something crazy so i mean it's just the path that we choose right so it's not that it's less than anything or better than anything it's just the path that our life takes where many lives take and now we're here and sometimes i i feel like how did we get here right how did we get here we thinking about it, I mean, because we are not that far away from from the high school that we went to. I mean, just thinking about like the drives that we would take sometimes around here, it's like who would have thought that what how long has it been? Because you grad we graduated the same year, right? Oh six? No, I graduated in oh seven. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, what was that? Twelve, thirteen years ago? Yeah. I mean, who would have thought that 12 or 13 years ago we were driving around? I mean, I don't even think this part of town existed back then. I it think did, because I lived out here. Okay, so it, but it was still, it was just houses, though. Like, and, it was and the just gas dirt. Station. It was just houses and the gas station. Yes, exactly. And so, like, who would have thought that, you know, 12, 13 years ago <laughs> we're sitting here doing a podcast? Yeah, exactly. So. Because 12, 13 years ago we thought that there would only be one Starbucks in this area. And now forever. Yeah, forever. And now there's three. And then there's a local coffee place. And businesses are starting to pop up here and there. And they're actually doing yeah. pretty well. So that's, yeah. that's exciting to see. And see, and like I have to go and throw in the cardinal sin. I know that we're here at a Starbucks, but I'm really excited that just down on Sean Haggerty that there's a Dunkin' opening up. <gasps> no. Yeah. Sean Haggerty is going to be right next to that Burger King. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's going to be a Dunkin'. I saw them laying the foundation, and I didn't realize. The walls were already going up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. My heart's in Dunkin' because that was my first job out of college. I remember. And then you came to work at H&M for me. Yep. Oh, my God. Well, I almost went to you. I was there, and then, right. they, and then they threw me to Cielo. That's right. That's right. That's and that's right. How, and I think that's kind of like where our paths kind of crossed again. It is. Because it was high school. Well, and, no, because... Because we talked before and you became friends with Dante. So at some point... That's true. That's true. And I think it was probably through H&M. That's how we reconnected. Oh my God, you're right. That's how we reconnected. How did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> the tangled web of life. It's just really? every. Yeah. It's just everywhere. Yeah, that's... Okay. So let's, let's talk about yoga first. Okay. So tell me how you got into yoga? Um, so a long, long time ago in a different life, mm-hmm. um, I was 18, had just started school at UTEP, and I was trying to get more into fitness. Mm-hmm. I, I've always been a very athletic person, right? Okay. And so I wanted to do something different. And at the time is when pool fitness started to become really big, mm-hmm. and they opened a pool fitness studio on the east side. And little me was like, oh, this is going to be my little routine. Like whenever I have time off, I'm going to go take a pole class because I think it's very challenging for me because it's a different movement practice, right? Right. So I started getting really good. Uh But then I wanted to do all of the fun, pretty things. That that came with it. Yeah, that required a lot of flexibility. And Mm -hmm. I just was not there yet. Right. And so then they started having yoga classes there. And I was like, okay. And I saw my flexibility increasing. And 
I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And so after that, I dabbled in it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was never consistent, but then about eight years ago, I hurt my back. Okay. And I was on muscle relaxers and opiates, and I, I did not want to be taking all of those medications for an extended period of time. And so... Because that stuff's pretty hard. Oh, it was yeah. hard. I actually almost accidentally OD'd. It, it wasn't like a bad, bad situation. Fortunately, my ex-husband like came home for lunch that day. Yeah. He saw me kind of out of it. Right. And it's just like, I'm not going back to work. We're going to figure this out. Yeah. And it was an issue of like me taking them too close together. I didn't realize like what time it was. I was, I was, was just like space. a bad spacing. It was. Yeah. It, it was definitely a time spacing because it was like you can't take these within two hours of each other. Right. I think it was like a 10, 1 o'clock is mm-hmm. what I was shooting for. Right. Or like an 11, 1 o'clock or a 12, 2. Mm-hmm. And I think I got confused with the times. Right. And I ended up taking it like an hour between each other. And I was like zonked. So after that incident, I was really like, I got to, this is not cool. This yeah. is not okay. Um, I'm still in a lot of pain though. Yeah. So how do I better manage this for myself? Right. And fortunately, there was a yoga class on the base twice a week. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, let's slowly get off of the opiates first because I knew my muscles were the bigger issue and the pain was a symptom of that. Right. And so I would just like take a muscle relaxer in the morning, go to the yoga class, actually be able to touch my knees right. and afford full. It's like, oh, I can do it. A little bit. Yeah. Like, I could do a little bit of the things. Like I can get down and sit on the floor and not cry because I'm in so much pain. Right. Um, and so after I started taking those classes, that's when I really got into it because I was able to come off of the pain meds. I was able to come off of the muscle relaxers. Right. Um, and I actually started to feel good. Right. And like in my body again when uh-huh. I was, you know, 18. You know, when you're in high school and you're playing sports and you're you're in a constant motion. Um, and I felt very, like, in home right. playing soccer okay. my entire life, like, in my body. And so, you know, growing up, you kind of come out of that a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. other things take over. And then, um, yeah, with the yoga, it started to become very consistent for me. Okay. Um, I moved back to El Paso. Mm-hmm. I started going to a studio here. Mm-hmm. And the owner, she just was in love with me. She's like, I love your energy. It's so great. Like, you should really get your teacher training done here. I think you'd be a great addition to the studio. Like, we don't have any teachers like you here. Right. And I was like, ha, 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 Ryan, you're funny. Like, that's cute. And then I started looking into it. And um, I initially wanted to get my YTT done in Costa Rica. Uh-huh. Um, at the time, because my ex-husband was in the Air Force, I qualified for, like, a spousal scholarship. Mm-hmm. And so I was working with the school in Costa Rica for them to get uh, approved. Right. But they were having issues, like, because they're in Costa Rica, so they were having, like, issues accessing government websites right. because of their location. Right. And so that ended up falling through. And then, of course, Ryan came back, and she was like, do you still want to get your YTT done here? <laughs> and, which, YTT is yoga teacher training. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, what's yeah. YTT? Right, yeah. I, I, I forgot. <laughs> and, um, and so I was just like, okay, yeah, sure. So she worked with me. She got all the paperwork done. Yeah. Um, I was able to get my 200 hour training which is like your base level yoga training right um i was able to get it done the air force paid for it yay uh-huh. 
yeah. <laughs> um, and the rest was kind of history after that. It, it was a very like quick. I had been in that studio consistently for maybe three, four months. Okay. Before she's like, let's do your teacher training, and I got in on the next class. We had a very small uh, cohort. It was only five of us. Okay. And it was a great experience. I, I definitely tell people, like, if you're interested in yoga, just go for a 200 hour because you will learn so much about yoga, so much about yourself. And I really feel like a lot of those building blocks that I learned right. have expanded beyond just me. And one thing in yoga that we talk about is, like, you live your yoga on and off the mat. So the lessons you learn on the mat, you take them into the rest of your life. Right. And I have very much become more conscious of how that has changed my thought pattern okay. for the better. Right. And how I just, I try to live life more consciously now. So would you say that the yoga has, like yoga on and off the mat has taught you how to be more grounded in life? Oh, for sure. So if there was like three big takeaways that yoga's taught you, Okay. And I, I say three because I'm pretty sure you could give me a hundred. So true. so I'm going to make it difficult for you because what okay. would this podcast and me myself be without making it difficult, right? <laughs> I want because it's like I want I want the I want the nitty gritty I want the mm-hmm. the big chewable things. Mm-hmm. What are like the three biggest takeaways that yoga's taught you? Okay, this is actually kind of easy because I narrow it down to eight. So there are eight limbs of yoga. Okay. So I'll just give you like my big three. The big three of the eight. Um, Ahimsa, which is nonviolence. This is like an obvious one, but the way I apply it is in so many different facets. So nonviolence is obvious, like you don't hurt other people. Um, The argument to become vegan for a lot of yogis is nonviolence against animals and, you know, having a positive impact. But for me, nonviolence really means when I'm in traffic and somebody cut me off, am I going to flip them off when I pass them? Right. Because to me, that's that's a violent thing. Right. And I've now shifted to the space where I have out-trained my thoughts uh-huh. from when someone blows past me and it's dangerous. And I used to think to myself, I hope that guy gets a ticket. Yeah. I don't even have that thought anymore. Like right. now my thought has shifted to... I hope everyone around him is safe. Right. Or okay. I hope he slows down. And I, I try to shift that perspective. And that, uh, that has been a huge monumental <laughs> growth for me. Okay. Um, of course, I'm not perfect. Yeah. Um, but I have definitely noticed over time that those thoughts have dwindled down. Right. Um, and I feel like that's a big win. Right. Uh, another one is... I think it's Sataya, which means self-study. Okay. I'm probably saying this wrong. I think I'm saying this wrong. But anyway, <laughs> self-study. So it always comes back to me, like, how do I be myself? This ties in with the non-violence and yeah. how I've recognized that those negative thoughts have dwindled down. Right. Um, but self-study, like, what is it about me that makes me me? Right. <laughs> what are the things that I love? How do I positively impact other people? Um and even just in like a micro, how do I treat my cat? How does my cat love me? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are the things I love to do for my cat? So the other day I ran out of cat food and I uh-huh. felt really bad. And so I bought him wet cat food and he was just, he had a cow over wet cat food. Like, it's something so minuscule in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. 
But that gave me a lot of joy <laughs> to see my cat so excited over some wet, wet cat, cat food. food. Yes. So ridiculous. Um, but for me, and especially with my like education journey, I have learned that I learned to love. Even if I learned to love, I love to learn. There we go. We right. got it right. I love to learn, even if it's difficult, even if I'm not the best. I definitely don't have a 4.0 GPA, okay. but I'm still able to apply the things that I learned. Right. They may not always reflect in my test grades, <laughs> but I know the content. I know how to apply it. Right. I, that makes me feel good. And yeah. when I can share that kind of knowledge with other people, I feel like that gives me some purpose. Right. And uh, the last one is, I'm blanking right now. Give me a moment because my brain is trying to catch up or my mouth is trying to catch up to my brain. Oh, no, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Um, not attachment. Not that, attachment. That's a big one for me. I think that one might be bigger than the other two. Okay. The, the non-attachment where it, it, it's going to tie into the relationships. Oh, that's a good segue. Yeah. So uh, how, do, how do we work with non-attachment? I mean, I was married for over 10 years. Okay. And shifting from being married to separated to divorce, you have to have a sense of non-attachment right. and have to understand that he played a big role in my life in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And I have to let that go. I have to let the idea that I had of him at one time, I have to let it go because we are no longer those people anymore. Right. 10 years is a long time. I got married at 20. I am not the same person I was back then in so many better ways. Right. Just the way the world works. And so, you know, having non-attachment of him, having non-attachment of the lifestyle we used to live, having non-attachment of working a a big girl job and switching and going to school full time and non-attachment of being in a classroom and then COVID happened and everything went online. Non-attachment of my students in my studio when COVID hit and then we had to go online. Mm-hmm. And so this this non-attachment thing, it, it's it's big for me. Yeah. It's really big. And I try to mentally prepare myself because mm-hmm. my cat is <laughs> he is going to be twelve this year. Oh man. And I understand that he cannot live forever. Right. Unfortunately, and when, and when his time comes, I'm gonna have to practice some non-attachment and just know that he lived, he is living an amazing life. Like sometimes I look at him and I'm like, "What did you do in a past life to deserve this now?" Right? Because your treatment is excellent. <laughs> Who are you? How did you get here? Right? How did I find you? How did you find me? Exactly. Yeah, both both ways. Yeah, both exactly. ways. found each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is insane yeah so the non-attachment it's it's a big one um and i think that a lot of people it's not even on the realm of thinking but Uh, i think this is something that we all experience you know like leaving high school you have to practice non-attachment from having that super structured environment and Mm -hmm. then you go into college or you take a gap year or whatever and you end up being a functioning adult or attempting to uh, be a semi-functioning adult <laughs> i attempt to function at adulting with with some with some sort of addiction in the process right yeah exactly <laughs> we all have our vices and and yeah the the non-attachment you know i i like to reflect on my times in certain places so i i, I very much enjoyed my experience in miami that oh. was amazing 
but I'm not constantly working to try to get to back to Miami. Okay. Like if it happens in the future, sure. Right. But I'm not obsessed with the past. Okay. Like, I, I see where it is and I am happy that I had that experience mm-hmm. and I've moved forward and I've grown. Yeah. And I think it's great to visit there. To visit the past. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's great to visit the past. Okay. Um, but to not live there. Right. Yeah. Not to pitch a tent for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not do that. Right. Especially in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think this is the first time. I mean, I mean, I've been doing this podcast forever, but this is like the first time where the podcast actually, I, I say this all the time, it has a little bit more structure because now I'm talking to actual people instead of just <laughs> talking to myself in a, in a room by myself under like a blanket, you know, um, trying to figure out the next best thought. But I think this is the first time that sitting across from someone where we actually have mutual experiences. You were married for over 10 years. I was married for half of that. You got married at 20. I got married at 24, right out of college, practically. But we also went through our divorces at the same time. Practically. Yeah. Practically. No, we were really like in the midst. I remember meeting at Applebee's maybe right after I got my car, after I was living in Japan in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. I remember meeting at Applebee's and we were having (laughs) this really good conversation about how like tough we were going through it at the moment. Yeah. I mean, what that had to have been like, what, 2018, 2019? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Early, like late 2018, early 2019. Yeah. Yeah, Because that was definitely... um, yeah, that was when everything happened. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when sh- yeah. everything just kind of shut down. It, yeah. And that started a massive season for a ton of people. Yep. Exactly. Massive season. I think a lot of people were going through it. I think a lot of people are still going through it. This is very true. <laughs> like everyone, kind of like how you mentioned, um, you know, having to go remote and like the, the, the act of, you know, not being connected and like mm-hmm. learning that. Like, yeah, like with the whole pandemic and like nobody knew hell's going on nobody knew what the heck was going on yeah i mean it's like i remember because you know for for my story for the people who actually know my story you know having to go back to my parents house i remember like going back to my parents house finishing up my master's the pandemic hits because i wasn't able to go to to, uh, dunkin donuts and close them down anymore (laughs) to study and eat and drink coffee yeah but i remember like just like walking like the hallway of my parents house and like looking out the front door with my mom in the doorway and like seeing ambulances just go down that the driveway or not the driveway but the street and i'm just like what the hell is going on mm-hmm. what is going on yeah and it's like why is this all happening and i mean by that time yeah. i mean i had already been like maybe about a, a year maybe like maybe like two years into the, the my divorce and everything but yeah. it was just like it was insane mm-hmm. and it's just insane how fast things change too because i think i think what ended up clicking was like I think Brittany's going through something. Mm -hmm. Because I remember just seeing, like, you always know it through social media. The pictures start changing. The energy definitely shifts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I can actually go back through my Instagram and pinpoint certain times. And I can recognize and see in myself just, like, how unhappy I was. Right. Or how happy I was. Yeah. how confused Mm -hmm. or whatever other verbiage you want to use to describe someone. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's even more, I think it's, it adds another level of impactfulness when even people start saying it. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, actually, as a matter of fact, (laughs) if I do not post to my stories, for longer than three days, Uh I will have people messaging me. Are you okay? Like, where you be? 
Where are you at? Yes. Yeah. Like this happened one time. I was I was going through it and I started to seclude myself and I had a few people reach out to me and they were like, this is not normal behavior for you. Right. What is going on? Are you okay? Yeah. And I was like, ooh, people care? People care enough about me that they it, notice. it's not just... It's not just that I'm posting. Right. It's the content that I am posting. And of course, if I'm not posting, but there's a clear shift. And especially when you have people close to you who hold you accountable. Um, and I think that everyone should hold each other accountable. Right. I think all of you should never have yes friends. Who right. Just say yes to everything. No, friends should very much hold you accountable. Yep. And especially when you have people who are like, I noticed a change in your posting. Yeah. And then you didn't post anymore. Are you okay? Like, where did you go? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that happened a couple times too. Like, I was at one point, I mean, I think I was over posting, but I go crazy when it comes to like social media and stuff like that. Um, and so, like, I remember, I think I like just either I deleted everything off of a story or I just like let it time out mm-hmm. and people were like, like hey, uh, yeah. why aren't you posting anymore? Right. Or like, I think one time I blacked out. Like, I think I like posted like nine black squares on my Instagram and people were like, like some people were like, what the hell? And then other people are like, I'm so excited. What's like, what's next? Right. You know? So people had different opinions about that. Right. But then when it came down to like the relationship aspect in like 2018, 2019 started happening, people didn't really like say anything until like, they knew what was actually going on, uh, right. but they come back and they're just like, Hey, like I kind of noticed like mm-hmm. how things were shifting. And I was like, yeah. well, I mean, how? Cause I mean, when you're stuck in that moment, mm-hmm. you don't really notice it because it's already happening. It's so close to you. You can't see the forest through the trees. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so like when you have an outside perspective, they're just like, Hey, so I kind of know, I, like I knew something was going on and like, how did you notice? Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty new. I thought it was just me and this other person. Right. And they're like, no, like we, uh, we started noticing it when the other person stopped being in your pictures, like straight up, you know, like sometimes, you know, people are a little bit more secretive, right. they're a little bit more like, cautious and people want to be cautious. But like, I guess like in my case and scenario it's just like whoosh, straight cut yeah eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i was like oh, well they caught on to that one i guess i wasn't i wasn't as dashing as i thought i was on that we're not smooth no no i lost my smoothness in high school <laughs> that that left it was gone, it was gone you know and then, you know it turns it you turn into different people when when that stuff happens yeah you know, not attachment. Yeah, exactly. Well, see, I, I didn't know that because you never taught me the, the yoga stuff or whatever at the I, time. I was learning. Yeah. And so like the, that non-attachment was my, I remember telling people like, this is not, Isaac is no longer the heartless romantic. Isaac is now the heartless romantic. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was like the next best thing. Uh-huh. And I was just like, man, this is it. Like, <laughs> like whose heart am I going to break now? Because oh, now I, I got so much vitriol in me now. Oh my goodness. I, I'm sorry. Because I know you, I can't imagine you really like being serious about this. <laughs> oh, you have no, I was listening to too much weekend, the weekend. I was listening to too many things that was just like, I'm going to cry, but I'm going to be so angry at the same time. There's all these outside influences. Yep. And you're like, I need a little self-study. I need to come back to myself. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to like protect myself. I'm going to grow. And I'm over here like, come at me. Let's just go. I'm gonna, I want to break your heart so like, bad. Let's go, bro. Let's go. It's like, I'm going to love you so much. You're going to hate it. I do remember you saying that at one point. I do remember you saying that. Yeah. I'm kind of glad I grew out of that very quickly because it was not the greatest of 
places to be. It was a phase. It was a very fast phase because it was not sustainable. Of course. That is not mm-hmm. absolutely 100% unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a red flag for me. But I'm also pretty uh, heartless cold-hearted and selfish and so if i have someone <laughs> love bombing me yeah. saying i'm gonna love you so hard i'm like oh get away yeah what's wrong with you it's like there's some problems here exactly yeah yeah and i understand that there are some people who are like that like my roommate is a very caring guy and yeah. i can see how people would take advantage of that yeah um but i just it's a little too much for me that's insane (laughs) it's it's a weird thing Mm -hmm. but it's really good how the whole yoga aspect has played into that yeah it's really me living my yoga off the mat um and i started to realize this is gonna sound horrible um (laughs) (laughs) i have done some yoga trainings I've I've done quite a few yoga trainings, Uh and one of the trainings that I did, this guy came down and he was super strict in his practice, and we had all asked, you know, if he wanted to go to dinner one night, and uh, one of the other guys was like, oh no, he's not going to come with us, and we were all like, no, what's what's going on, and he was like, no, no, he's very, like, he wants his solitude, like, he needs to have time away from other people, Yeah, and he's a little weird like that, (laughs) and that always stuck with me the whole he's a little weird and as i've grown in my yoga practice and you start to become more selfish and more self-reflective right um, i started to notice like oh that's why he did that like this is how the more and more you're in yoga the more and more you kind of become a weirdo (laughs) from like the outside because you do kind of isolate yourself a bit or you do um, you no longer identify with like big groups, right? Um, and however you want to spend that, like even just social groups, being out socially, like I find myself very much not wanting to go out. Like my social meter down. Like I want to be home and cuddle with my. Your dad. battery depletes faster. Oh, quickly. Yeah. Quickly. I mean, I saw your last post and I la- and I laughed at it. It's like don't don't. Uh, yeah, I'm calling you out. Yeah. I saw it. it's like don't you know, underestimate yep. my wanting to go home at any given point in time. at any given point in time so it's like you just get up and just go home right now mm-hmm. yeah what is it what is it called like a, an irish goodbye where you just like leave, just leave. and you don't say <laughs> bye to anyone yeah that's me yep but i will say bye like oh i have to wake up early in the morning <laughs> i have papers to grade oh god and because i'm such a workaholic people believe me and they're like oh she probably is gonna go home and create some papers it's like she's not even lying no she's not even lying but let me go ahead we're gonna take a quick break yes and we're back <laughs> <laughs> i like how we did the whole first segment and didn't even get to dating i know right yeah. it was all yoga and what life experiences? Uh huh. No, like a little segue. A little not. segue. So, <laughs> I, I have I have what what you said in my mind now that these, these hands, hands are rated E for everybody. everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like okay, we're going there now. So talk to me. Okay. Because the gist of all of this, like mm-hmm. the the meat and potatoes of of this, was going to be about relationships because I feel that you are uh, the unofficial. <laughs> The unofficial social media expert. 
Oh, goodness. On relationships. Oh, goodness. And okay. I love it because, what, maybe for like the last year or so, when we started becoming a little more, when we started talking again, yeah. mostly, um, you were very adamant about sharing your experiences. I remember like there would be some times where I would wake up and I'd be like, oh, did you post? Like, I want to know, I want to know the cringe, you know, I want to know the cringe. Uh, and then you started like actually giving like, you had like little episodes too, like, on your stories like hey like here's episode three of like internet dating so you already know everyone knows but you know that there are tons mm-hmm. of dating sites yes for literally every single genre of whatever people want <laughs> literally mm-hmm. literally and there is tons and tons of dialogue and perspectives mm-hmm. there's gonna be perspectives from women there's going to be perspectives for men. There's going to be perspectives on like women against men, men against women, all this stuff. Yep. So, what I want to know, what is what is dating? And I, I bet you anything, we're going to go back and forth on this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And who knows? People are going to get mad about this one. It's like <laughs> I already know the comments. Like I already, I can already see like my my followers are dropping. Like okay. they're dropping and gaining at the same time. So it's like they're not even moving. Um, uh, what what is dating like in in twenty twenty two? Or I, I mean, I really don't know where to start this because again, we both have shared experiences. Yeah, I will say. It's layered, right? Right. So first layer is we're both divorced. Yeah. So like that's number one, divorce. Shoots to the top. Yeah, shoots to the top. Yeah. The second to that is that I was married for so long. Yeah. And I think, you know, in my 10-year marriage, I know people who got married and divorced and remarried. Yeah. And that like blows my mind. And now they're getting divorced a second time. Without without a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like no batting of the eye, nothing. Nothing. And I mean, I'm not going to sit here and judge, but I just, I know that most marriages don't make it to 10 years. Right. It's like that was a big yeah. step, first of all. And so I think that there is a layered perspective. I, I think, you know, dating in your 30s, there's, I don't want to say an expectation that you're going to be divorced. Right. But it's, it's there. Like, you know you have fun in your 20s and you grow up and it's like oh you know what i really don't think i align with this person right um and you 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 move on from that and so then when i tell them you know i was married for 10 years it's like oh god like what happened right and and it, it it could go any direction at that point yeah and so that's a an added layer and then on top of that it's like oh man you were married for 10 years and you don't have kids what's wrong with you <laughs> and that is where i start to have issues yep. because perspectives on children are so varying it's fast yes it, it's very fast and so i get i a lot of times i get the knee jerk oh you must not want children yeah and i'm like that's the, that's the simple like easy out it's a little bit more intuitive it's a lot more like i think about you know i probably think about having children and like the severity of that decision yeah more than most people who have kids yeah yeah because i i think like once you have a kid it's like okay well let's have a second or i don't want to say that's very simplistic of me to say right um but i think after you have a kid it makes it easier to have another one 
in your mind because it's yeah. like we've, we've already gone through this, right? Right. And so for me, because I still don't have children, it's a very like heavy. It, it, it's it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Right? You can hold it. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, you can like hold you, you can hold this. Well, yeah, <laughs> you can hold this baby, but you're holding the thought of offspring. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um, okay, so we're gonna get into this a little bit. Let's the, do it. The children opinion. We're gonna get into it. Because we're, we're in the we're in the thick of it now, guys. Hold on, buckle up, get Kleenex, go get okay. a drink, something, because we're gonna get into it. <laughs> so, the decision to have children is very serious for me. It's not something that I take lightly, and okay. I believe that I may have some controversial opinions on kids. Okay. Just given where we're from, culturally. El Paso? Yes. Okay. Um, so for me, I don't believe that having a child is equal to my success in this world. Okay. It's not the only tenant for success for me. All right. It can be one, mm -hmm. but it is not my end life goal to bring a child into this world. And there's still many men who think that way. That if we have, like, if I'm with you uh -huh. and we have a kid, mm -hmm. we made it in life. Yes, that is correct. I, I know that sounds super simplistic, but that's kind of like the yes. ABC of it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, when you get through the thick of it, that's it. What it is. Uh -huh. And so for me, it's very much about my relationship with my partner. Right. Where if I believe that my partner and I are aligned on a whole bunch of views and how to raise a child. Right. And we can actually provide that kind of space. Yeah. To have a child grow and develop and be like a really cool, awesome person who impacts the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, positively, and mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I want to push my child to be the president or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, I want to be able and I want to be confident that my partner and I are going to create that kind of environment for a child. So I take this very, very seriously. Right. And now that I'm <laughs> back dating, my very first hinge date on this round, uh -huh. the guy made it very serious, like, he, or very apparent yeah. that he was serious about having a, a kid now. And it was like, it didn't matter who it was with. He just wanted a baby. And that blows my mind. Jeez. Yeah. And, yeah. and so this is the space that I've existed. You've navigated through. Yeah. You yeah. had to navigate. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because like, I know. Yeah, we're getting into it. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, oh, man, like, how did we get here? Yeah. Like, that's the that's the catchphrase for this for this session. But like I, I know women who are like that. Absolutely. It's not just me. Oh, absolutely. Like I know women who are like like I I've had experiences, not personally, but I've had experiences of hearing conversations mm -hmm. of people who are like, I literally dated tons of people just to have kids. Yeah. And uh, and and I'm sitting there in the midst of them. Mm -hmm. This person who's doing that. And I'm just like, what are you saying? Yeah. Like you literally just like, I mean, not to not to antiquate it and not to be like again, not to be antiquated, not to be unpolitically correct, not to get canceled, all these other things, you know, you know yeah. we have to go through. Yeah. But like you literally slept around just 
Exactly. Your soul, mm-hmm. your soul existence and intention and existence, intention, and probably like worth. Mm-hmm. We need to lump that in there. Yes, absolutely. Your, your worth and all of that hinged on you making a kid with literally almost anybody. Yeah. And I'm just like, what would have happened? Exactly. Yeah. Like things could have gone so sideways. As a matter of fact, I have a friend who last year, and I'm, I'm not going to say his name and expose him. <laughs> you already give away his, uh, yeah. his, his uh, sex. <laughs> I mean. But he was talking to a woman, kind of sort of dating her, like it was not serious. Like on and off thing? It wasn't on and off. It was it was consistent, but it wasn't serious. Okay. So consistent, but not serious. And one day she randomly was like, you want to go half on a baby with me? What? Yes. That was my exact reaction. Your your face, all of this that just happened, that's what I did when he told me this. It's like I had no idea that... Um human being mm-hmm. not a baby but just a human being i didn't know that a human being could be a bartering chip yeah like that's that's profound just straight up you you want to go half on a baby with me and i was shocked he was like i had to block her after that he's like i had to block to flag uh fbi <laughs> completely cease contact with this woman like i'm i'm surprised like and this is 2021 that this happened. Like, right. This is recent. This is not 10 years ago. Right. And this woman has seeming, seemingly has her stuff together. Like she has a child already. Do you think? Do you think that because of the generation that we're living in and everything, do you think that that I'm playing? Obviously, I'm playing devil's advocate. Do you think that that was just like her way of being cute about it, or do you think? I mean, because obviously you had this conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that was just her like playing around, be cute about it? No, like she, she was she literally was dead like serious. Like I feel like like in the background, I feel like someone's like throwing like some dice. Like okay, cool, we're gonna throw lots for the for the child support. <laughs> it's like you want so you so I get this month, you get next month. She was dead serious. That's insane. And he doesn't have kids. Right. And he and he he legitimately freaked. He freaked, yeah, because he's in the army, and he yeah. was like, "Oh no, oh no!" Like, you're really trying to stay attached to me. And she was like, "No, I just want another child." How many did she have? One. So she wanted she wanted half of another one. <laughs> yes. Where the hell's King Solomon, right? We're gonna cut this one in half. I want everyone to know, for context, <laughs> that was a big joke for me because I have a bachelor's degree in religion. Boom. So that was. A- <laughs> so we have we have the yogi sitting across from me who has a bachelor's in in religion and all this other stuff, and like you know, everyone kind of already knows who I am, and I have a very deep background, in, you know, in christianity and religion and stuff like that as well so it's good that we're able to bounce these these religious jokes off of each other and like we're not trying to kill each other over no. it at all that was a solid one that was, that was a good one i have some zingers yeah that was perfectly <laughs> that's a very king solomon moment yeah no that that's exactly what she wanted to do and he was just there's so many facets to that 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 statement right because she was so dead set on one, having a baby. Two, it being with someone who could financially support right. a child, but then 
like three, there was kind of like no interest for him to also be in that child's life. Like it, it was more like she was setting the ground rules. Yeah. Like literally uh-huh. without any like conversation or context. Yeah. It was just out of the blue. They were hanging out at the bar and she looked at him and was like, you want to go half on a baby? I, I feel like I feel like that's almost like how I said like, well, was that being cute? Was she trying to? Funny. and it's like no there was like dead weighted seriousness seriousness there and it's it's almost kind of like sometimes like you hear stories of just like oh like oops i got pregnant and like i mean i get it like there's accidents that happen but it's just like i feel like we've gone so many years that accidents shouldn't happen like there has to be under underneath the accident there's intent and so i was going to yeah, I was going to say. We're connecting. I, I feel like there's more intent from one side than the other right. when it comes to that. Um, I was actually just having this conversation with someone yesterday, uh, and I had brought up the whole Drake situation. I know last year someone tried to sue Drake because right. he put hot sauce in a used condom, and she fished it out and put it inside her, and then it started burning her. Yes. Yes. What? Mm-hmm. Wait, so hold on. Hold on. I, he put he put hot sauce in a condom. A used one. A used one. Tied it up. Tied it up. Tossed it in the trash. She fished it out. She fished it out. Put it in her. Fished it in her. Did something to get it inside of her. Uh huh. Why? Because she was trying to trap him. She was trying to have you know a Drake baby. That was her intention. Where does that Where does that come from? Where does that come from? Uh, from a, from a female perspective, where does that come from? What I'm, is that called? Uh, uh, okay, it's like so for me, like I can't even imagine doing that for one. Like okay. I, I just I could not. It, it's so, outside the realm of reality. For real. Yeah. But two, I think a lot of it comes from this lack of self love and feeling like you need to have someone love you. But yeah. even more, it's trying to take advantage of the other person. Right. So there's this celebrity with all of this money, and it's like, oh, this is my meal check ticket. Having a baby is now my meal ticket. Right. Because like, I have it set for life now. Like, I got it for 18 years. Exactly. And if, after- if, that, if that is legitimately the mentality. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's another world. It's a different galaxy. Yeah. It's an alternate reality. It really is. To... It's the upside down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me preface this too. Like we we had like a prior conversation talking just, you know, we were bantering before all of this. And it's just like, we also are two completely insane nerds. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, comic books, comic books and superheroes, Pokemon, all kinds of stuff. So yeah. there might be some reference in there to some nerdum. <laughs> this right there. Upside Down, Stranger Things, Dungeons right. and Dragons. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? How? What, what else is going out there, like in in the dating ecosystem? Um, well, so the children thing is, is big. Um, is it big as far as like are people just are people are people just desperately looking for connection, and it's just like, oh well, this happened. Now we're together, or is it like? people are literally like putting this like in their in their bios like must want babies on first date yes <laughs> no actually i took a screenshot Uh-oh. yesterday of profile <laughs> this hasn't made the stories yet it has not made the stories yet <laughs> it has not made the stories yet um 
because like I said, I am a yogi and I'm not perfect. And so I may have had some old thought patterns right. pop up and I may have said something petty, but you know, to my best friend, uh-huh. you know, it, it lives in best friend land. It doesn't live on the internet. Right. Um, but someone put in their profile, I'm looking for someone who likes to stay attractive and can be a good role model to my daughters. Okay. Stay attractive. Yeah. And then in a second prompt, it had another question. It had another like attractive point. I want someone who is attractive. Okay. And takes care of themselves. Right. And I was just like, I don't, I don't think this is coming off the way you intended to come up because it sounds like you just want a trophy wife. Right. To be an example for your daughters. And then in my head, I'm like, what are you trying to teach your daughters? Is, right. is their worth only connected to how they, they appear, yeah. how they look, how they present themselves to the world, but not actually who they are? Right. Because one side of it, like you said, is I just want the trophy wife who's going to stay beautiful, whatever, forever. Whereas maybe what he thought he was doing was like, you know, it could just be like, I want someone who's healthy. Right. Or who loves to work out. Yeah. You know, but it was completely taken the opposite direction where it's like, if I have you here, you need to maintain it just because of that. And it wasn't just, so for me reading it, yeah. and I mean, I your, inter- your interpretation yeah, of it. My, so for like background for everyone who's listening, I'm not someone who regularly gets their nails done. Mm-hmm. I don't always wear a whole bunch of makeup. Like I don't have makeup on today. I live in a space where I'm very natural. I'm a uh-huh. very natural person. Um, and so for me, when I read that, I'm like, so the expectation is for me to be 100% done up every single day. Right. Dolled up everything. Everything. Every day. You know, like the 50s housewife. Yeah. You know? Yes. In my hills, vacuuming the house. Because, you know, it's 2022 and somehow we still have carpet throughout the entire house. But that's not going to go That's there. a whole different podcast <laughs> where we where we completely judge unabashedly oh my goodness. about people's houses. Um, but yeah, so, and, and I am not like most women where I can read something and immediately have my own thoughts and opinions. Like I'll immediately have my own thoughts and opinions, but then I also try to take a, step, a second step where I'm like, where, what does this person actually need? Right. So I'm fairly certain that's not what he meant, but then I scroll down and I see a second prompt and it says attractive again. And I'm like, see, so it's almost kind of like you're trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. For sure, a hundred percent. It's like you know what? Maybe he's just being silly, whatever. But it only becomes more incriminating when there's a pattern, mm-hmm. and it's that pattern. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the reason why I took a screenshot of it and I, <laughs> I sent it to my friend is because I will show you what he said like, okay. after we're done. Yeah. But it's because he's five eight, so I'm like, you're not that tall. <laughs> And he has a receding hairline. So I was just like, you're talking a lot of smack to someone with a receding hairline who's not even six feet tall. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm only 5'10". <laughs> I apologize. Sorry, Adriana. I'm, five, I'm only 5'10". <laughs> but you don't have a receding hairline. That's true. You have a nice thick head of curly hair. Yes. And I'm also positive you would have never said statements like that. No, of course not. 
Yeah. Of course not. Which is weird because like I like how you brought up like oh like what are we back in the fifties? It's really weird that some of these guys and I mean I guess we have to take into some type of a consideration the age. He's my age. Exactly. I'm fairly certain he's my age. And so that's kind of why like we have to assume at some point like okay if they these people are obviously our age and everything like that they're getting this 1950s mentality because that's what they were brought up with because their parents are probably like our parents age that are probably i mean my dad's going to be pushing 70. my mom is pushing like her late 60s already oh my mom's only 53. so or she's not even 53 she'll turn 53 next month see okay so boom okay well, our parents here yeah completely different generations mm-hmm. my parents themselves are from two different generations so it's just strange how a lot of us are still adopting the generations of our parents. Like, oh, I, I want 1950s, you know. Right. You know, I want my meal. Like, At 5 o'clock when I'm home. Yeah, like, inherently, there's really nothing wrong with it. But when it becomes, like, this, this like, guttural demand, yeah, that's where the problems arise, right? Right. And I think it's also very much, like, geographically. Okay. Um, and so I will say that I lived... Uh, kind of that like old school thing with my ex-husband when we were living in New Mexico because me working was not really an option like uh, my two options to work were either McDonald's or Walmart uh-huh. and I was like I'll be a housewife <laughs> and so I, will, I choose that yeah I choose this I choose to be a housewife I choose to have your dinner ready for you because I feel like if I'm not doing anything all day that's the least I can do and right. it was never a demand from him for me to have dinner ready whenever he came home yeah and so I I think that does play a little bit of a role into it right um but we live in a modern city it's 2022 like i'm in grad school and this is another layer and this is the big layer for me okay Um, let's let's peel this onion so on my profile i have ghosting is completely unacceptable Uh uh you can't be in your 40s and think it's okay to still ghost people right Use your words. You're a full-grown adult. Yeah. You are 40. Yep. You are in your 40s. Yep. You're old enough to have a child who is also an adult. Yeah. Who can drink. Pretty much. <laughs> it's like, let's do the math, guys. Yeah, exactly. So if you are old enough to have a child who's old enough to drink, you should be old enough to use your words. Converse. Yeah. And Talk. just say, like, you know what? This is not for me. Yeah. Or, I mean, at this point, I'll take excuses. Yeah. <laughs> but um, just don't leave me on rail. Right. Or just don't respond at all. At all. At all. So on my profile, it has that I'm a yoga teacher as my profession. Right. And while that is true, it is also not 100% true because I am a graduate student and I'm right. a teaching assistant. And so when I tell people, this is the pivotal moment right. in all my conversations. Okay. When they're like, so what else do you do? Or like, where are you at? Are you teaching? Like, where do you teach at? And so then I go into the, okay, well, I'm in grad school and I'm a teaching assistant at the university. Right. That's where I get ghosted. When I tell them I'm in grad school. And how long have you been on social media and on dating sites? Uh, I go through periods of time where I'm on for a couple weeks to a month or so, uh-huh. and then I get off because I get frustrated. Okay. In, let's just say, in a month okay. of actually being active on it. Okay. When that happens, what is the consensus? Why do you think that once you drop school, uh-huh. TA, uh-huh. like the professionalism, yep. 
why do you think that happens? What, what is your, what's the, what happens? What do you think it is? It's layered, right? So I think culturally, it's the like machismo culture. Like I can't have a woman who's more educated than I am because that makes me less of a man. Okay. So I think that's part of it. Okay. Um, I think part of it is intimidation. Mm-hmm. Like they're intimidated by someone who's pursuing an advanced degree. Uh-huh. Uh, I also think part of it is a lack of perceptive control. Because when a woman is smart, you can't mentally control her. You can't manipulate her. Exactly. Or it's harder to do that manipulation. Do you feel that that kind of paints a picture of the people that are actually out there? Yes. (laughs) You said that really fast. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's very frustrating because I don't want to like lump all men are like this or all of these people are like this. But when that is consistently my experience it's yeah. really hard for me to try to be positive about it right and fortunately i've met a few people who are like oh that's awesome good for you congratulations and i think at the end of the day that's what keeps me going and also like all of my friends like being super proud of me like, yeah. that's what keeps me going yeah but it makes it also very difficult to find a partner because there are not a lot of men who are okay with that why do you think they're not okay with that i, I mean i know that we kind of like we peeled it apart you know mm-hmm insecurity right they can't manipulate Mm -hmm. which is wild to me i think this ties back into the children thing really so if i have an advanced degree and i'm working i live like let's say i get my phd i'm an active researcher yeah i can't stay home with the baby right i have to go to work yeah and they don't want to they don't want to stay home and do the work as like they don't want to be a stay-at-home dad they don't want to be a a daddy daycare like they don't want they can't even picture uh-huh. that being think for them. And so that is really what I think it boils down to. I mean, that was kind of the issue with my ex. Not my ex-husband, but my other, my, my COVID ex. We're gonna, the COVID ex. The COVID ex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I told you, he was ready to retire. And I was yeah. like, okay, if you want to come back into my life, this is what I have picture one kid and you're going to be a stay-at-home dad while I go make half a million dollars a year. And he was not okay with that. And it's not, and it wasn't even because like, I mean, I know you said like he was working and he was already getting to retire and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even because of that. It's just that, 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 that thought Mm -hmm. was not in his. Right. It was another planet for him. Yeah. He couldn't even comprehend you know, you want to you want to go half on a baby? Like, <laughs> <laughs> want to cast some lots? <laughs> Solomon. <laughs> I was like, I'll buy the sword. <laughs> yeah, and so actually, I had one guy tell me this. Um, he said something to the effect of, "Oh wow, that must be really difficult." And I was like, "What do you mean, like?" Because he was alluding to it must be really difficult to find a man. And I was just like, what do you mean by that? It's like, like, let I'm, me pry. I'm curious to yeah. hear what a man's opinion. He's like, well, when you're pursuing an advanced degree, you have to put a lot of things on hold, like having kids. And you can't stay home with a kid. Yeah. And I was like, you told me all I need to know about you. Okay. So, okay. Now we're going to segue into this other part. Ooh. I love this part. Ooh. I love how consistent you are at shutting things down. <laughs> expose, expose. I feel very seen right now. <laughs> um, 
when you post stuff on your stories, like the ones that you do share and everything, yeah. like, or like even like when we do like, because I know like we so we we talk a different conversation on social media, mm-hmm. and then like there are times where we text, and it's a completely different conversation. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoy for some really weird reason i don't know why i guess because i just can't be that person like i'm more of a drawn out long battle type of guy mm-hmm. i love how you just cut solomon nope. cut like it's just done and like i think i've even told you like not like i've called you out on it but i'm like man like did you even give him a chance like it's like it was like maybe like i think like there's like some rice and it's just like it's like literally like three bubbles and i can tell it's like oh it's like the start of the conversation it's like three three little bubbles and it's just like yeah bye (laughs) that's that's crazy i mean i think that that's really i think that's the healthy part of it because you don't want to get consumed right correct you don't want to fall into that trap so for me it's all about Oh, this is going to sound so bad. Sounds so bad. This is going to sound so bad. Okay. Are we at a break we're, time? We're at a break. Okay, good. We'll come back right now. This is perfect. <laughs> Guys, really quick, let me hit you with this amazing offer from flexliving.net. Amazing workout clothing. Guys, they have this stuff, Rainbow Reflective, as an option for colors. And let me tell you, It reminds me and gives me flashbacks of Rainbow Road from Mario Kart. It is insane. It's amazing. If you want to grab some of this stuff, because I know I am, there's a Rainbow Reflective uh, cloak that I really want. Let's hop on it. I got you the code. IsaacJ88. 15% off your cart. Let's get it. So we're back again. So what we're... Tag again. (laughs) I'm a horrible singer, so we're not going to get slapped with any kinds of, like, copyright fines. I mean, I could auto-tune it. <laughs> T-Pain, where are you at? I just aged myself. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. So where did we leave off? Because we said you said it was going to get good. Yeah, so, so my ability to consistently just yep. cut it off cut it off so, after two messages one message <laughs> so there's one thing that my ex-husband told me that at first i was very offended that he had said and now that i'm older and i reflect and i'm like he was right oh it's like oh Shows like a punch to the stomach. It, it really is. Um, but now I have learned to navigate that, right? right? And so what he told me was that I sometimes look at everything as a business investment. Okay. Interesting. Um, and, and so for me, because I am in grad school and I am doing all of the things, my time is very important. Right. So my time invested in someone in my head needs yeah. to be working towards something and if I get at any point a sense of this is not going in the direction that I like this to go right. or can we work around uh-huh. I'm done I'm not going to invest any more time into this person yeah plain and simple yeah and I've gotten really good at pinpointing different events or things where it's kind of going yes Oh. Yeah. So uh, last year I was on Hinge maybe three weeks. Okay. 
and I had to get off. I could not do it. It was bad. So you deleted you deleted it for all the reasons except why they exist for, right? Does it hinges the the dating app meant to be deleted? It absolutely is. <laughs> um, because I, there's nothing but garbage on there, right? It, From my experience, yeah. Okay, so I will say, and, and this is because I had another conversation with a single friend of mine, and we we touched on this. It, it's not the dating app's fault. Right. It is the user's fault. Exactly. Yeah. And so last year. I had, to, I had to revamp my profile this time. So obviously, you know, yoga teacher. Last year, I had a whole bunch of yoga photos and like two selfies. So there's six pictures. Right. I think two of them were selfies, and then I had four yoga pictures. And this is where the memes came in. Here for come me. the memes. The very first message I would get was, "So you're flexible." And I would always do the SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> So you're flexible. <laughs> and that was always the, like, there's so many different ways that you can fit in this. Right? right, exactly. You know, and that was the lowest hanging fruit that they could have reached for. Let's, let's pick this one. It's like you couldn't reach any higher. You couldn't even raise your arm. You just went straight to the side. It's like you like, went straight for the jab. Yeah. You went straight to be cute. And it was always as like a sexual innuendo. It was not, right. there were two times where the person didn't mean it in a sexual way. And it, and when they said it, there was other context to the statement that made right. me believe that it, it was not just like, oh, can it, you put your foot behind your head? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, it was innuendo. I mean, yeah. in its simplest form. Right. And so one person, and I, I'm going to mention this person specifically because I still talk to him. Like, we're friends. Right. And um, so he said something about yoga, but he was also a previous D1 athlete. Um, he played a sport at a very <laughs> college. He played a sport at a school and in a place. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> And he was genuinely interested in the yoga for himself, like as a means of being able to stretch and whatnot. Because yeah. he had told me he noticed his range of motion starting to deplete because of all the lifting he was doing. So, you know, when you when you give it context and you caveat it, like I'm more receptive to that. Yeah. But when the very first message you send me is yes. so you're flexible or oh my god you're so flexible or or just like emojis too now i had one guy actually send me a message so now i have one yoga picture uh, one and i had one guy send me a message to that picture saying you're so sexy and i was like what about like, this picture is sexy. sexy like i was genuinely curious yeah i was just like red flag but now i want to know I want, I want to know where your mind went. Yeah, and yeah. I want to know why. Right. And he was like, you know, your foot being up and like your little smirk and blink thing that you have going on. And I was like, I did not read any of that from this picture. Yeah. At all. And it's not even like right. one of those yoga pictures. Right. It's not. So I. He completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I made, it. I made all of these blocks, and he still like reached under the wall to pick. The he tunneled. Fruit. He yeah. tunneled. He tunneled to pick the fruit. Yeah, he went to a completely different tree. Yeah, 
and I was just like, unmatched. I think there was a long, long time ago I was following this one girl, um, and, and she was a yoga instructor too. And like, it, it's for me on, on one hand, it's just kind of like when people kind of disappear off social media, it's always kind of like, it, it, it really like trips me out, like how people can disappear off of social media. Like, I guess it just happens. But I remember like her too, like she was having problems with that. Like she wasn't able to post anything. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course, you know, okay. She was pretty, all X, Y, and Z, she was that. And she did yoga, and I think she went through like a like a, a season two of like men, and she was also married too. Um, and she also went through like a season of just men hitting on on her. And like this is not even on a dating site. This is just people just reaching out, and they're reaching out incongruently. Yeah. And they're like, oh, like, can you do yoga on my PP? Yeah. And, and then they just slide into those DMs. Yeah, and, and it's just like. Like, it's just so insane. And, like, my experience on, on, like, Hinge, because that was one of the things that I used when I was finally over that part of, like, the divorce and everything. Right. Like, I think I remember the one part for me that when I was, like, you know, sliding left and sliding right, like, my thing, like, was I would see these, um, you know, statements and everything, right? And some of them, these are the ones that I was late night like what what can i read what can i read tonight what, what's what's going on at, at 3 a.m in the morning when i can't sleep you know and i'm reading some of these profiles and i'm just like are people really attracted to this stuff yes. like there's some people who are like okay i understand like there's some people who are like okay you must be like drug free or you know none of this the other fact stuff. that you even have to say that right or or like there are some people who are just like looking looking for a good time for me and my spouse I actually have that on my profile like i'm on here to actually date and not be a third to a couple for a one night yeah kind of thing. i'm like i'm not looking for friends and i'm not looking to be a unicorn either yeah or like there's even somewhere like um there was some wild ones where i was just like what planet am i living on because there's these women out there who are just like oh the husband knows he's gonna get deployed and he wants me to have a good time I was just like, I I need to go read my Bible. <laughs> it's like, why am I reading this right now? And I I just I need to go read the Bible. <laughs> it's like how 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 does how do some of these people and I'm pretty sure I mean you've seen it a lot more than me. Yeah. How do these people come up with these things? Again, I kind of in my mind it boils down to just be cute. Like, oh like this is gonna get their attention. I don't really mean it, but it'll get their attention and now I'm talking to them. But like there has to be like an, an air of truth behind it. I think all of these people are dead serious. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I I fully believe that these people are dead serious. Yeah. Um I saw the other day E N M, which means ethically non monogamous, which is I don't wanna say it's another term for polyamorous because I don't like I believe those are two very different things. And polyamorous is that you love a lot of people, right? Or yeah. that you're with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Or you can like you can have like multiple partners and everyone knows about everyone else and like everything's cool. AKA kind of like an open marriage. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um I speaking from like a like a relation standpoint, that right. would be kind of like an open marriage. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um and then now this one, E and M. Ethically non 
monogamous, which I, I'm going to be very honest. I'm a little ignorant to what all of these terms mean. And I think that there are a lot of people who use these terms who don't fully understand what these terms mean either. And I think that's where the problem is. Because it ends up just being conjecture, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just going to like label myself this. Right. And I'm going to just cast my line and see what happens. Exactly. And so for me, I always come back to intention. Like, what is my intention on here? Right. So my intention is to date. So I don't, I'm not saying that I judge someone who has an open marriage or who is ethically non monogamous. That's not <laughs> what I want in my life at this point right, right now. Right, exactly. Like, like I, I am looking to, I'm dating, or I'm looking to date someone to be a potential partner. Right. Um, and so that's why I had, to, I had to put it on there. And I still had someone message me, my girlfriend and I think you're cute. And I'm like, why? Why did you not read like the South Park episode? I don't know if anyone has seen it, but it, it's a it's about the human sentai pad. And okay. Part the big part of that episode is Apple has such a long terms and conditions agreement thing. Yeah, that everyone just clicks agree and no one actually reads through it. It's like the biggest lie that people say. Like, did you read this? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah there's a two click policy. Like, I agree. Yes, I read it. I agree again Continue. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, that's the whole point of the episode. Right. And so a consistent theme is, why won't it read? Why won't it read? And so when stuff like that happens, I like flash back to watching that episode. <laughs> why won't it read? <laughs> like there's only three or four prompts you can put on there and you can't even scroll all the way down to the bottom and see like that's yeah. not what I'm looking for. Right. And I think on the flip side of that too is also yeah. people who are in an open marriage or are E N M. Yeah. N N N is hard for me to say, so I have to say it slowly. Um, <laughs> the same goes for them when they like match with someone and that person's like, Oh, this is not what I want and then from their perspective it's also like, Why didn't you read? Right. Like I think it's it's a two way street and I yeah. think that's a bigger issue with people being on dating sites is that no one bothers to read. You right. just like it, it's the aimless instant gratification. Right. Where like I know it's only six pictures and I know it's only like a little snapshot. But the little bit that's there, you can't even like care I feel to like even like I mean, and I think even to an extent if someone is really like yourself, like I am willing to go out on a date. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to put effort mm-hmm. i'm willing to put effort to the point where this could be something right. and it could be something permanent mm-hmm. so i'm going to put in everything here plain english the basics the basics yeah. and you're still reaching for the bottom of the tree <sighs> yeah yeah, and that's the most frustrating thing. Um, what's even worse is when like you pass through like, profiles and yeah. then you get to the end, and they're like, "Sorry, we don't have any more. Do you wish to go back through?" Or and this is what I was getting, and I this is part of my new problem with uh-huh. dating profiles. They kept giving me a woman's profile, and it wasn't multiple women's profiles. It was the same woman. So I was just like, "Is this Hinge's algorithm trying to switch me?" Like, is this really? Hinge trying to figure, like, is this a... Like if, if she's not liking all the men. Like, let's give her one. a woman to see... See what like, happens. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow, that's that's a conspiracy theory right there. And I say that because it was the same woman's profile. Really? Yeah, it, it wasn't different. It was like a random one. No, it was same the person. same person. I got to her profile like six times. Yeah. Did it, did it like, read like a man's? No, no. Because there was also no depth to her prompts. Okay. So there was there's one prompt on there that's like, um, I'll go out with you if. Right. And so on hers, it said, you treat me right. And I'm like, that's a very, like, whatever. Like, there's no thought behind that. I also feel that there's a lot of profiles mm -hmm. that are made for people yes. by friends. Possibly. Um, it's really interesting because it's clear now uh -huh. to see the catfish profiles. Really? They're too perfect. Oh. They're too perfect. Um, they have too many tagged locations. Uh-huh. And this is going to, again, sound really bad, but being in El Paso, yeah. there's a high Hispanic population. There are not that many Asian men here. Uh-huh. There's just not. Right. All of these scamming profiles I have found are of really good-looking Korean men okay. or, like, Chinese men. Right. But all of their tagged locations and their photos are in, like, Barcelona, Spain, LA, and like all of these other foreign places. I'm just like, where's the desert and the mountains? Right. You're not really here. Yeah. Even and they'll all say like downtown El Paso. Yeah. Like the the scammers are getting really good. They're like, getting creative. Yeah, and if you're not really paying attention. Yeah, but I feel like like individuals like ourselves mm -hmm. who are really passionate about putting the best foot forward and really thinking like with our minds and everything we, we see right through it oh yeah easy yeah. like you know when it's like a waste of time oh um it's like have you seen the tinder swindler yes kind of sort of i fell asleep it's okay you, you saw the the meat and potatoes i paused that documentary <laughs> a minute and 30 seconds in and uh, i was just like oh nope i'm dead like that would have been a red flag for me and so what did it for me uh, was when she was like, yeah, I Googled him and I saw that he belonged to this super rich family. I'm like, what is he doing on Tinder? Right. What is someone of this caliber doing on Tinder? Nope. Mm -mm, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Like if I go to your Instagram and there's a verified check and you have over a hundred thousand followers, I'm not talking to you. You fake. Yeah. I met you in real life. Nah, you're fake. There's some, mm -mm, something going on. Right. Mm-mm. <laughs> That's it. I'm gonna try and get like a blue check. It's like, oh, man, is Brittany gonna hang out with me for the next podcast now? It's like, no, you're fake. <laughs> so I, I knew immediately, ninety seconds in. This don't sound right. Oh, you're you've met this person for thirty minutes at uh -huh. a hotel bar, and now he wants to fly you to Barcelona with his baby mama and his baby on this private plane. Uh, -uh there's something wrong. And they're already calling you mom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. Something wrong. Something wrong. So let's do a, a bash list. Ooh. Uh, let's do worst experiences on the top three dating apps that you've used. Okay, so this isn't really fair because I met my ex-husband on Match.com. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Um, that's, that's not really a fair assumption. And this was back in 2009 where okay. there was only... Match.com and eHarmony. That was all they had to choose from. And, and ChristianMingle.com? 
they had just came up with Christian names. Was it that around that time? Yeah. Okay. It, it, like that was very new still. Okay. It, that was not a, a space quite yet. Okay. So this was before the apps. Like right. I was on a website, desktop, desktop computer. computer, in the computer lab <laughs> in at a, UTAB. I was gonna say in a library. It was actually in the business building. <laughs> you know the time, place, and everything. Yes, as a matter of fact. Um, where I actually had to like upload my photos from a camera. Like, oh god! It's like let me get this point and shoot out. It's like I got my wa- got my wires. Yes, actually, oh so cringe. <laughs> the early two thousands were hell of a time. Um, <laughs> Another world. Another world. It really was. I didn't even have like a phone that could take good pictures. Oh god! So like let's. Had a sliding phone, like a sliding Samsung, yeah. like before they became Androids. It was just a Samsung. A Samsung. Phone. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so I did Match.com and I met my ex-husband, but I was only on there for like three days before he and I started messaging each other. So right. that's not a fair assumption. Either. Okay. Yeah. So that doesn't really count. Um, and then after my divorce, I was on Tinder for a little bit. Okay. And I was. I, I've never been someone to just hook up. Right. Uh, I've never had one at stand. I can't relate. Like that's just not me. Like that hookup culture. No, it's that's not me. That's not. That's not in your your ethos. No, it's not. Um, there have definitely been situations where I was like, could I try this? Could I? Could I do it? Yeah. Could I participate? Yeah, and then I like thought about it, and I'm like, no, I'm too self conscious. I could never. <laughs> I can't do that. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um. And so there's that. And then I joined Hinge after a while. Of being, so Hinge has been the, the constant, the, like the on and off. You have the, yeah, the on and off. You're the on and off with Hinge. Yeah. All right. Yeah. For not the right reasons, according to Hinge. Um, have, have, you, you keep on deleting it and then re, reprogramming it. I'm actually not that kind of person, though. So last year, so it's been almost a year. Okay. So last year I was on there for about three weeks. Okay. And then I... Was, I got I quickly got off. Yeah. And then I re-downloaded it this year. Okay. And completely revamped my profile. Changed it up. Changed it all up. And so I've been on a little over a month now. Okay. Yeah. It's the end of Yeah, it's end of February. Okay. Yeah, because it was like I was like, this is a weird time to join because Valentine's Day is coming up and I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea, but like let's just See what happens. Yeah, so I've been on for a little bit more than a month. Okay. And you're, I don't want to say cringe because I don't want it to get too messy. <laughs> but what are your like top three? Do I say weirdest experiences, or do I, or do I say like eye-opening experiences? Eye-opening is probably better. Top three eye-opening experiences on on on. Hinge and dating in 2022. The first, there's one that's like glaring to me, right? Okay. Um, so I was texting this guy for a few weeks. Like we we had established, you know, some, communication. Some communication, yeah. Um, and he had mentioned that he had kids. He's 38, like just turned 38. So I just assumed, you know, he had. At this point, you just have to assume people have kids, right? And gotcha. so. Um, he was very big in the voice messaging and like he would just send the voice messages Yeah, or he would call you just to leave a voice. No, no. It was the voice messages. He didn't have my phone number. Okay. 
Um, and then he was like, why don't you use voice messages? And I was like, I don't like the way my voice sounds. Like, I do a lot of recording and <laughs> yeah. I, it's hard to listen to yourself, right. right? And so I told him that. And at one point he just begged me to leave him a voice message. Yeah. And so I did. I, I guess that was his like way of figuring out if I was catfishing him or like not. Like if you're real or not. Right. Or if I was he wants just, to put like, a, a voice to the to the picture maybe. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, okay, here's the one that you get. Are you happy now? <laughs> it's like, that was literally it. Yeah. Um, and so then he was happy that I did that. And so then we had decided to finally meet. Okay. It's layered. It's layered. I love it. It's layered. I love it. Because you know my ability to this just is, cut people off. This is going to be, we're going to be, what is it? We're already three breaks in. This is going to be another fourth break. Oh, are we at a good time? No, 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 oh, we're okay, good. Okay. We still have some time. Okay, good. So we decided to meet. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay, we're going to meet at BJ's at 8 o'clock. And for I was, dinner. For dinner uh, on a Thursday. Middle of, like, kind of the middle of the week. Yeah. Uh, I was immediately bothered because at this point, we had established that I go to bed at about 8 o'clock. Okay. I wake up at 4 30 every morning. So I I really wish I could do what you do, but I'm I can't. literally in bed. I just can't. At 8 30. Like, yeah. At 8 30 or at 8 30. Like, I'm. Yeah. I get it. We're done. Yeah. Right? Um, so that was the first thing. Second thing is, he didn't even bother to ask what side of town I live on. He was right. just like, we're going to meet at BJ's, which is far east side. Right. That's these gas prices? Right now, yeah. Atrocious. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so more than the gas prices, it was the no attempt at figuring out what might be midway. Like know? even like suggesting middle or something. Something. I I just feel like if you're going to meet someone for the first time and you're kind of deciding where to go, like you should at least ask, like, what part of town are you in? Like, I'm not saying, like, give me your address so I can pick you up. I'm right. Just, you know, trying to figure out distance-wise what makes most sense for both parties. Exactly. Especially for a first meeting. And um, so that that was the second part of it. And so I was at work, which is on the west side, and I was just like, this is very in- inconsiderate for me. And I was just like, one, you know, I go to bed super early. I was thinking we were going to do dinner at like six. Yeah. So I could just stay at work a little bit later and then head over to wherever we were going. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's so far out of my way in the opposite direction. Yeah. Like I'm going to have an hour commute. Like by the time I leave here to go there and work, then there dinner, to go home. home. Yeah. Like this is a big time in- time investment. Time investment. For me. Yep. To just meet you. First first meetup. Not yeah. even like the first date. It's like the first meetup. Yeah, yeah. And so I was just like, this is not something that we discussed before. Like maybe we should pick a different day because the flip side of this is because it was a Thursday night, I teach at 7.30 in the morning my class. Right. And it's not even a yoga class. It's a real university class. Right. So I have to be back at the university early, ready to go at 7.30 in the morning. Eight o'clock to be out there. Let's say we close the restaurant at 10, 10 30. I'm finally home. I'm in bed by 11 30. And I still have to wake up five hours later. Yep. And I know for a lot of people, five hours is a lot of sleep, but I'm consistently used to my seven, eight. Yep. You got used to it. So it's it's your it's your standard. Yeah, it yeah. really is. And so I was just like, maybe we should meet up a different time. And then he was like, well, what side of town do you live on? And so I tell him the far northeast. He's like, okay, and he just Googles a place, 
like a random place to meet. Yeah. And okay. so he says, like, let's meet at this one restaurant. And I was like, have you been there before? Because that's not a place that I would suggest for a first meeting. He was like, no, I just Googled blank restaurant in the far northeast. I was like, okay, let me like break it down for you. First of all, that's not really the far northeast because it was this place off a of dire. Okay. <laughs> See the eye roll? Yeah. That's none of those places are a place I would eat for a first date. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those places are like bomb and you know hole in the walls, but at the same time, I'm not trying to be like a first date with a person and it's their first experience at that restaurant. Right. Like there are too many uncontrollables. Like I'd rather go, I'd rather go to a place that I've been to before and know that it's consistent. Like okay, whatever you right. know. Like control the controllables. Exactly. And so I was just like, I wouldn't suggest going to that restaurant. Yeah. It's not a place I regularly eat at. You know? And so then I don't know how we change the conversation. Oh, this is how we change the conversation. He's like, well, you know, I haven't really been here that long. And I was like, what do you No, I don't know that. I don't know what you haven't told me. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I moved here in 2020 with my ex-wife. And I was like, ooh. Like, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. It's only 2022. I know how divorces work. <laughs> so you you moved here and you were married. And and then I start making assumptions, right? I, I start making generalizations. Yep. So I'm like, I'm going to assume that your ex-wife is in the army because he's not. Right. I'm assuming that she's active duty. I'm also going to assume, because of your age, that she's in the Sergeant Major Academy. Okay. I'm just making assumptions. You're, you're trying to put together this puzzle. Right. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Oh, kind of tracks, right? Yes, all of it. And so he didn't tell me that he lives on the far east side. Far east side, at this point, means horizon. And so that's why he picked BJ's, because that's convenient for, for him, him to come to, not yeah. fully understanding how big the city is. Right. So I'm like, okay, these things are starting to make a little bit more sense, but still inconsiderate of you to not even ask. Right. And so then he was like, yeah, well, let me just go ahead and tell you the story. Story time. <laughs> Here we go. It's like, whew, down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Nice messages. So I can't take screenshots. And I was like, ah, geez. Like, Damn it. <laughs> yes. So he then tells me that he has full custody of his three oldest children. So he has four kids. He has had full custody of his three older children since 2014, but he didn't have any children with his wife who he just divorced. And I was like, Okay, so there's some things here. Like, first of all, this other woman took care of your three oldest children and provided for them for however long. You no longer live with this woman, but now you're the sole provider for these three children. And they're all teenagers. Yeah. Like, the youngest one is eight. So from eight to 17. Right. The eight-year-old is the one that he doesn't have. And so I was just like, okay, so where's the fourth one like what's going on with that and then he says oh i had that one with my baby mama in germany and i was like "Ooh, okay like that that's that's the line in the sand it's like this is getting this is getting messy the baby mama yeah Yeah. it's not like he said the mother of my children or the mother of my child or my ex i would have accepted my ex no he said baby mama and that's such a loaded word right for me you know and so 
I was like, well, that tells me all I need to know. But then I started doing the math in my head, and I was like, wait a second. Your youngest is eight that you had with your baby mama? Baby mama. So tell me about the line that you drew in the sand when baby mama hit the fan. Okay, yeah. Um, baby mama is a trigger word for me. Okay. And it, it's not because my mom was ever called a baby mama or like other, I, it's always because it's been used in a negative connotation. Right. And you know, 2022, I think we've evolved past that. Like you can call your ex her name. He who has no name. She who has no name. No, she's the mother of your child. She should have a name. Like I. It's okay. My ex-wife is still called Spawn of Satan. Actually. Oh. We're going to put a pen in my... We're going to put a pen in mine. Okay. Uh, the last time I was... Oh, no, no, no. It was right before the pandemic. So uh-huh. this might have been when I was on Tinder. Um, I had started seeing the guy. And he had a daughter. And right. He had full custody of her. Like, things with his ex-wife were really bad. Uh-huh. She had gotten, like, addicted to math. It was... Was, Jeez. Yeah, it was a serious. Dang. Yeah, she like left him for her drug dealer. It was a, it was a big deal, right? Well, he was getting ready to deploy, and so he was really upset because he obviously had to give his daughter back to his ex-wife. And right. He he was concerned for his daughter's well-being. Right. Of course, so, you know, like given the situation, very understandable. Yeah. Well, the daughter is like five or six by this point and she calls him every single day after school and so i was in the car with him one time and sure enough on the caller id it said demon spawn of satan still oh my god as his ex-wife's contact and i was like Again, <laughs> touching on the whole like otherworldly thing, yeah. because I would never have my ex-husband labeled that right. in, my, <laughs> in my contacts. Right. I would never call him that. Yeah. I, this is otherworldly to me. And I'm like, I know things are really bad with her, but at the end of the day, she still has your kid. Right. Like, it's very negative. Like, let's be a little bit more positive. And maybe she's not the demon spawn of Satan. Satan. Like, maybe you could say Satan's queen. Oh, God. <laughs> Even that's too much about title right there. <laughs> like, why would you want to have your child with the demon spawn? Right. That's really. Ooh. Okay, but back to my story. Back to the story. Um, we'll save that for another podcast. So he, yeah, said my baby mama. And I was like, he's like, my baby mama in Germany. I had my kid with her. And I was like, okay. Uh, okay. And then I started doing the math. And I was like. Eight years ago was 2014, so I started assuming things. I'm like, did you leave your baby mama in Germany when she was pregnant or just had a baby to come back to take full custody of your three oldest children? Like, how did that work out in a span of a year? Right. Because it was all the same year, obviously. That was one heck of a year for you, sir. Yeah. Jumping continents. Yeah, and then sometime after that, you met this other woman who you then got married to and moved to El Paso with. Uh-huh. Again, I'm assuming she PCS'd here because not many people just move to El Paso just to move to El Paso. Right. Like, it just doesn't really happen. Doesn't. There's always a, a reason, especially if you live on the east side. Yeah. So, it's, you know, assuming things. Um, and so I was like, oh, poor kids. That's a lot of mouths to feed. 
and they're all teenagers. And I was just like thinking about how when we were teenagers, how much we used to eat. Um, I was just like, I'm in grad school. Yeah. I don't make all that much money. I don't make enough money to support three kids. Because then I start thinking long term, like if I meet this guy, I'm eventually going to have to accept not only one personality, but plus three personalities in the same room. And, okay, again, definitive line, and this is going to make me sound like a horrible person. Uh I don't want that many people feeding off my plate. No, I mean, that's, that's your, I don't want to say standard, but that's just, that's the line. Yeah. That's the line. And, and then that led me down a rabbit hole of thinking, like, this is why there's that older man, younger woman situation that everyone talks about, like the sugar daddy, yeah. mama thing, or baby, right. like sugar daddy, sugar baby thing. Yeah. And I... I started to really kind of think about that. And yeah. it's like, it's because these women don't have children. Like, it's not just a plus one to take care of. Uh-huh. And that, like, in that situation, it's just plus one. Right. But in the situation I would have been in, it's a plus four. Yeah. You're taking on four people. Maybe a fifth one with this fourth child. Like, if that. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And, and then I'm just like, I, I got way too much to focus on for me. Yep. I need to be selfish here, and yeah. that is just not the kind of life that I want to live. Right. And I was like, I, I had to really assess. Like, oh yeah. Like, what is it? What What is it that I'm okay with? Yeah. And so it, I was, you know, definitely taking a personal inventory, and I'm like, I'm, I'm totally down to date a guy who has kids, but it can't be four. Like four is, four is a lot. Four is four too many. Four is too too many. <laughs> Like, I, I could probably, at this point, do two, maybe a third. Maybe. Maybe. But maybe. I'm also very much, like, age-dependent, you know? Like, this guy's kids were all teenagers. They all have their own personalities. And it, it's not like, at this point, I have to parent a small child and, right. you know, show them the way of the world and be supportive in those ways. Yeah. It, it, puberty. Something else. Yeah, and I, I, I know, for me, I'm not ready for that. Right. I'm not. Mm-mm. Yeah. One, maybe. I think, I I think in, you know, perfect land, mm-hmm. I would be far better off dating someone who has an older child versus a younger child. Right. Um, because then I also think about the time di- distance between me and their mother. Yeah. And has that person had enough time to really heal from that situation and grow as a person and figure out what it is that they want out of life? Right. So I can't date someone who has a two-year-old. Like that's that's right. too young. There's too much. There's too much emotional baggage there. Still. Yeah. 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 But if they're like seven, as long as a good amount. Yeah. Of time. And it's funny that you bring up like the whole like uh, like the age thing because I did foster care. Yeah. And I had a four and a five-year-old, and an eight and a nine-year-old. And with the eight, well, I had the eight and a nine-year-old first. But I had eight and a nine, and they turned nine and ten. And I thought that that was like the best ages ever, mm-hmm. ever. There was still a little bit of dependency, which I don't mind. Right. And I don't know if that's just my nature, mm-hmm. or if that is my nature plus being a teacher. 
I think because even with like the four and the five or being the youngest I've ever had to take care of mm-hmm. or I mean the four and the five year old that was kind of a tragic story because they did not last very long under my roof mm-hmm. because the court system is garbage mm-hmm. but uh, even the four and the five year old it it was the duality of it it was very polarizing because on one side I knew that they were very dependent on what I was trying to do for them and what like I guess what my ex-wife was trying to do um, but then on the other side it was really um, eye-opening to see how independent a four and a five-year-old had to be like they were the best kids that I have ever taken care of the best it was so weird yeah because there was moments where because that was the second placement that we had um, there was moments where I was like oh my gosh this Four and this five-year-old, they they're acting better than the, the, the nine and the ten-year-old ever acted sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's insane. Right, and so that's why I also think like I'm not. I I know in my nature I am not super maternal. I'm very independent. Right. Where I'm like, do you need something? Like, can, do you need my help? So you got your legs, right? Can you reach it? Do you need me to? You know, like. Yeah. Gonna, that's the kind of parent I would be. Right. I, I'm not a very like, oh, come here, give me a hug. Like, see, see and like, if I know this about me, self-study, self-actualization, because now I have a five-year-old. Right. And it's just like, yeah, like I get it. I, I can do the whole like, I can do the nurture thing. Like that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. What bothers me sometimes more is like my my impasse when it's just like I know that you can do this on your own. Again, that's layered. Right. That's layered. that's that's for a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, everything is in layers. Right. Everything. Yeah. And then, it, of course, when you have multiple children, that's a whole different dynamic. Exactly. Because you have all of these age ranges, and they're all going through their own stuff because they're all their own person. Literally. Yeah, and so, like when I think about having a partner who has kids, I also am really big on like how good of a dad are you like how involved are you right because i especially being in an area with such a high military population there are a lot of single dads out here who don't have custody of their kids and that's 100 percent understandable because they have like deployment schedules and whatnot and yeah. obviously usually the kids go with the mom like i i get it. yeah i get it but i also don't want to date someone who is like my dad just completely absent Right. Completely. Like, I don't want to date someone who only calls their kid on their birthday. Yeah. Or or doing the whole weekend thing. Or. (laughs) Or or doing the weekend, you know, standard custody. I love my daughter so much. Let me take her with me every what first second and fifth weekend and blah 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 and they don't even live with them and they just double off at their grandparents yep yeah yeah exactly it, 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 there's there's just uh there's a spectrum out there there is yeah. a spectrum so the other guy whose ex-wife was demon spawn of satan um he was in my eyes he, he was very involved and i liked that about yeah. him i mean of course the situation was horrible and he had custody and then had to you know give her back um and by the time i met him his daughter was no longer living with him but he still had his daughter's room set up right 
Yeah. So I was like, okay, this man is emotionally invested in his child's well-being. Yeah. And I find that attractive. Right. So I would have to find another person who is involved in their child's life. Right. In, in whatever degree that they can be involved. Because yeah. again, it's a spectrum. Like some, some things you can help, some things you can't, right? right. Um, but with this guy, I'm like, these kids live with you. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Yeah. And so at the end of the messages, he was like, I hope I didn't scare you away. And I was just like, actually, you did. Like, poor children is a lot. And then yeah. I, the way I said it was, poor children is a lot, especially because I don't have any. Because that exposes my inexperiences and inadequacies of being a parent, which I am 100% fine admitting. Right. Like, I. No experience. No, none. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Um, the most experience I had is like being with my cousins and her, her playing with her son, Pokemon. Like he, every time he sees me now, he's like Jigglypuff. Like, <laughs> Kenny, you don't even remember my name. <laughs> you just like Jigglypuff. It's not my name. <laughs> yeah. You know my name is Brittany. You know my name is Brittany, not Jigglypuff. But you just remember me because you would catch a Jigglypuff on my phone. Right. <laughs> It's like, what's my name going to be today, Blastoise? Thank you. Oh, Pikachu? Right? Might as well just call me Pikachu. He's going off of the hair color. Charmander. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, like, that's the most child experience I have. Yeah. <laughs> really. I and mean, then like my little sister, but that doesn't count because when I got married, I think she might have been five or six. And then I was gone. Yeah, like you were you were just not here. You were in a completely different country. Yeah, so that's true. Um so my sister and I were both raised essentially like like only children. Yeah, okay. Are right, interesting. Yeah, because we're fifteen years apart. Um yeah. Yeah, that's all that's another story for a different podcast. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But to circle back. Yes. I also, you know, we pull we view the world through the lens of our experiences. Exactly. So I pull back on like my experience with my mom's ex husband and I think of, you know, what are ways that he could have made that situation better as an adult. And then I tried to think for myself, like, what are the ways that I would potentially parent the teenager you know um and i've always been a very independent person and so i in my head think i have a certain level of expectations for teenagers to be independent you know um but yeah three teenagers under one roof is a lot yeah i I'm, personally i'm glad you dodged that bullet me too. Me too. And he wasn't the first person who I had like saw with four kids. And this, right. so pre-COVID again, Tinder days. Tinder days. Um, I met this lovely guy. Um, he was definitely a victim of circumstance. Okay. Uh, had moved here with his ex-wife. They were going through a divorce. They had four kids: three daughters, one son. The son was like seven. Like, okay. So they were between seven and twelve, like back to back. Jeez. For his four kids. Um, and 
it was very difficult to see him yeah because he was a very involved father um, he didn't live very far away because they didn't want to have a situation where they would have to change schools depending on whose address they were using right. and so him and his ex-wife decided like okay we'll live essentially in the same area like right not in the same like school zone exactly yeah, yeah. you know you know the east side i know it like they're gonna all go to you know these two schools like elementary and middle school right those were their ages and um it was like maybe once a week that i could see him because he also had a heavy work schedule and then there was the last time um and i was actually really difficult about or really upset about this because he started coming to the yoga studio and it wasn't just for me but he enjoyed doing the yoga right and he would take everyone else's classes. Yeah. Like he got a full, full membership. And again, he would go on days where I wasn't even teaching. Yeah. Because he wanted to like better himself physically. Like he found an outlet. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He found an outlet. And then it was convenient because he would just stay for my class. Right. So you do the class before mine, and then you would just stay for mine. He did. He did the thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And like he, there was there was investment from him. Right. Um. And. So we had made plans one time, and then he was just like, I'm so sorry. My son literally just dropped on me right now that he has science fair tomorrow, and we have to do a whole project tonight. Like, I don't even have my daughters. Like, my ex-wife essentially gave me my son because she's doing stuff with the girls. Yeah. And my son needs all of this attention. I'm so sorry. I don't really know. And I was just like, this is what it's like to date someone with four kids. And that was really difficult for me because I, I genuinely liked that guy. Like, yeah. I, I saw things going somewhere with him. Right. And this was when I was preparing. This was when I was studying for the GRE. Okay. And he was working on his master's. And there was one day I went over to his house and he actually helped me study. Like, he did the flashcard thing. Yeah. You know? And he did was, the thing. He, he did the thing. He did the thing. Like, when you're interested in someone, you do the things. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, after that whole situation, I think he realized that he didn't have the time or space to give to another person to date. Yeah. And he kind of, I don't want to say he completely ghosted me, but he kind of fell off. He just kind of like faded. Yeah. And he kind of let time take a moment. Mm -hmm. Because maybe, just maybe, he knew, it's going to sound bad, don't take it the wrong way, but he found priority. And he was having trouble with priority because he obviously wanted was. you to be a priority. Yeah. But then he also, like, he started feeling this other priority because of all the kids. Yeah, he had a school in all these other directions. And I, I know it wasn't a, just a me thing because yeah. he ended up having to cut yoga. Yeah. So that was just kind of like, that was just kind of like the, the beginning of the end. Mm -hmm. like yeah. Cutting certain things. Yeah. And then when he finally cut his membership, I was just like. Here we go. Yeah. It's like, this is the. That was the, it. The last raw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, that one was a tough one for me, Yeah. because it wasn't, again, it wasn't about me, uh -huh. it, he was still trying to put himself first, right. and do the yoga, and he wasn't trying to do it to impress me, like, he, he was very excited whenever we talked, because he was like, oh man, I've been doing yoga for two, three weeks now, and I'm, I'm able to find this new range of motion, and I feel good, and I, you know, yeah. all of the improvements that come with a consistent yoga practice. And it was really exciting for me to see that in someone. And he was just like, there was a whole new world open to him. Right. And 
then he was just kind of a victim of circumstance with work ramping up and then his kids demanding more attention. And I wonder how he's doing. I hope he's doing well. To, I don't, I mean, to the mystery man out there. <laughs> We both really hope that you're doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If for some strange reason you find this podcast, <laughs> I'm I'm on my, I'm on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> but I'm mostly on Spotify. We wish you the best. Yeah. So that was my first experience with dating someone with four children, and I think at that point I'd already had it in my mind that four was too many. Right. It's too many for me to handle, and so when this guy said he had four, I was like, oh. Yeah. It's like. I already know how that might go. Yeah, absolutely. You had that prior experience. Mm -hmm. And he's a single dad, and his kids live with him. Yeah. So, you know, they're all in middle and high school. Yeah. They all have stuff going on. They're all figuring life out, too. Mm hmm And I'm still trying to ex figure out the space that I existed in here, you know? How did we get here? <laughs> how did we get here? How did we get here? So, um, so let's, let's land the plane. Okay. Let's land the plane for now. Uh, what are the three biggest takeaways that people need to understand when, when dating um, in 2022 and dating in 2022 at your 30, you're 33, yeah. 34, what are the three biggest takeaways rapid fire that, that people our age should take away from dating? I don't want to say should take away. I think they should be considerations. Considerations. Um, number one, honesty. Okay. I think you need to be honest from the beginning. Guy with four kids, had he said that from the beginning, mm -hmm. we wouldn't have spent all of this time invested. Um, I think the second thing is you have to put some effort, some time and effort into your profile, especially if you're going to date online. Right. Um, I find far too often it looks like someone just threw together a profile or like their friends just threw together a profile and yeah. there's no thought or rhyme Just or get them out there. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that because I'm all intentional. Yeah. Um, and the third thing is get to a point where you go <laughs> on a date with someone. Yeah. Because far too often I will go weeks talking to somebody and then they finally asked me for my, actually this happened today i have been talking to this person for about a month and they finally asked me for my phone number and i'm like you almost got the axe because this is a long time we've been, we're essentially pen pals i'm not on here to find a pen pal so you almost got on the podcast <laughs> i mean technically he did well, I just well <laughs> hey so now you know yeah yeah almost messed up bro <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I think that a lot of people don't understand that you start on a dating app and yeah. then have to progress the conversation to getting someone's phone number and talking on the phone with them and then right. eventually taking them on a date or right. having a conversation direction in a dating app and then going on a date and then from the date asking that person if you're still interested for their number and what. Right. The progression. I think a lot of people don't understand that. It's a progress. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, you have to progress. Yeah, you have to go past that first. There's always going to be there's the the banter, there's talking, mm -hmm. there's the first meeting, mm -hmm. and then you have to move to the date. Yeah, and that's where you, where I personally, once you say like, will you go out? Like, can can we go out on the first date? Like, that's where it's like, mm -hmm. this is something. Right. Yeah. Most people don't even get to the date. Like the first meeting. Right. Like most people don't even get to my phone number. 
And I will say on the flip side of that, you yeah. can't be too eager where you're like, hey, I like what I see. Let me meet you in person because that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Take note, guys. This is, this is the cheat code. Like, talk to me a little bit. See where things okay. are going. Okay, so I know where this is, I know where this is going now. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. What is Brittany looking for? Here's your here's your chance. Now you get to put it. See now now you get to put it to a voice. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Your three things to get you on first date. Three things to get me on first date. Yeah. Um. Okay. Aligned interests. Okay. So um, having some kind of like physical interests. So I mean, obviously you do yoga. Right. So I would like someone who I can go to the gym with and not have to teach them how to do a squat. <laughs> someone to be healthy with. Yeah, yeah. Active. Yeah, active. Okay. Like, I would love to go on a hike with somebody. Right. Or, like, walk with Malkin Canyon as a first meeting. I think that's a good, you know. Tons of time to talk. Exactly. Good. Yeah, it's three miles round trip. There so. you go. That's a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like it, you can just run back to the car. There you go. It might be a long run, but it's a run downhill. <laughs> yeah. You'll get there fast. <laughs> okay, second thing. Um, what, are you, what are you looking for? Someone who can be supportive of their partner's goals okay. and dreams because right. I am obviously getting ready to go into a PhD program. Guys, she's going to be a doctor. Live with it. <laughs> Accept it. Yes. Cherish it. Actually, yes. Um, like. I feel like Hitch right now. I'm preaching. <laughs> I am preaching right now. I am Hitch. Yeah. Like, know if your partner is going to be doing a hard job or a hard thing, you have to be able to support them right you have to ask yourself how can i support this person am i going to take her time away from her grades and writing papers and her dissertation no i'm going to be supportive and i'm going to order her food while she's working on these things cough cough that was a hint hint hint. food guys food she just literally spelt it out for you like tell me i'm pretty and feed me (laughs) top And, and you're proud of me. There you go. Yeah. Oh, there it is. That's the cheat code, guys. That's not on the. That's not on the profile, guys. No. This made it to the podcast. <laughs> okay, and then number three. Someone who also has goals and interests and their own thing. They're like someone who has their own thing. Yeah. Because I don't want someone to just assume my identity is theirs. Like I, I would like to have you know two different worlds that collide and come together that, as that one. You guys could like take bits and pieces of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I want someone who can also inspire me to be a better person and bring the best of me out. Right. And hold me accountable for that. There you go. Accountability. Yeah. Yeah. I can't be with someone who just sits on the couch all day and is like, oh, good for you. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Like, there's a second Thumbs part up. to that. Yeah. 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 Like, how can we do this together? Okay. So those are the are those the three? Was that kind of like a little bit of a cheat code right there? That was a big cheat code. That was a big. That was a. That's a huge cheat code. That's a huge cheat code. And then, last question. Top three Pokemon. Uh, Okay. And there's like a million now. I know. There's actually almost nine hundred. I think it's eight ninety two. I nerd nerd nerd. Nerd. Okay. uh, Mewtwo definitely has to be on the list. Like classic. Mewtwo. No, in no particular order? No particular Okay, cool. Mewtwo. Uh, Sylveon. Okay. Pretty beastie, fairy type. Yep. Oh, God, I'm weird. <laughs> this is also part of the cheat code, guys, and she's not even saying it. She's giving, she's handing this to you. And because I have this tattoo on me, uh-huh. Bulbasaur. Classic. 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 There you go. Yeah. There you go. So how, so how do you feel now? 
how do you feel to come to the end of the, the podcast? Oh, we got to do this again. <laughs> we got to do this again. If there was one, so this has nothing to do with it. If there is like a, a last parting message. Last parting message. A last parting message, a last parting uh, mantra, a last parting theme. What, what do you want to tell the people? I'm going to circle it back to the yoga and non-attachment. Um, we can appreciate the people who come into our lives in passing because I think we can always learn lessons from other people. I think that's what essentially this podcast has been about, yeah. the lessons that I've learned along right. the way, you know, both of us. And, um, yeah, just being able to, to recognize that not everything lasts forever and not everything is supposed to last forever. Right. And then you take the lessons and you roll with it. And that <laughs> is gold. Thank you, Brittany. You're so welcome.